You're listening to Agents of Humanity. Presented by the Nicholas Center. The podcast that features conversations about being human. Hosted by individuals who just happen to be on the autism spectrum. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Welcome to Agents of Humanity, presented by the Nicholas Center and produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes will be available every two weeks on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Join us for each episode as our hosts, who just happen to be on the autism spectrum, talk about everyday life as a human. Sometimes we'll interview very special people, and sometimes we will have conversations between us. In the end, we'll always ask the question, how do you make the world a better place? And become your own agent of humanity! Welcome Welcome to to Agent of Humanity! I'm Tara. My name's Tomas. I'm Robert. I'm Jason. I'm Marv. As he said, our special guest today is Marvin, the leader of Plantero. Um... Very, 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 very happy, happy, happy to have you on the show. So, very happy to be here. Start by asking, uh, how did you learn, 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 learn about the Plantero program? I've been an avid gardener for over forty years, and I've paid attention to gardening, and especially local gardening. And then some people introduced me to a program called Plantero, which is all over the United States, and each community that runs a program that is dedicated to planting an additional row in your garden and donating that produce to people in need. And so that's how I started learning about the Plant a Row program and then brought it to Port Washington. And then of course everyone knows with our painted planters and signage and the logo, special logo that we designed that we created our own unique identity. And we can talk about how you guys have worked with us, a very special group of navigators that have worked um, over at the Nicholas Center, greenhouse, and planting. And I'll wait for your questions so that I can answer them more specifically. What other organization do you partners with? Oh, that's a very good question. We partner with... um, Uh, the Children's Center of Port Washington, the Port Washington Library, and of course the Nicholas Center right here. Um, We we, uh, partner with the Dodge House uh, in Port Washington. We partner with the Adult Activity Center in Port Washington. The um, Helen Keller National Center, we've got a wonderful garden over there and Lots of the um, schools that we've conducted our educational programs to teach the students how to plant and about giving to people in need. Um, So much that I can share with you. Um, But I think that uh, that gives you a pretty good idea of the organizations that we work with. Girl Scouts, of course, would be included in that. We've done that. and, um, and churches and synagogues all over the Port Washington area. Thank you. Thank you. Really proud of this. What is the mission for Plantero? Well, our mission is to mobilize the citizens of Port Washington to engage in gardening at home, 
uh, planting uh, for their own nourishment, especially with the children, that it's a family affair, uh, and that um, uh, the uh, excess produce, because most people grow more than they can eat, because the harvesting comes usually in bunches for a lot of the people that grow, so the excess vegetables, instead of letting them rot on the vine, uh, they're they're um, uh, uh, they're asked to donate a portion of what they grow and deliver to the um, Bayless Garden Center in Port Washington, and we've got a team of volunteers that deliver, pick up, and deliver from the Bayless Garden Center uh, every day, Monday through Friday right through Thanksgiving, and the produce is delivered to the pantry at Our Lady of Fatima, which is headed up by Sister Kathy Somerville. I see. Thanks. Mm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, my next question is, uh, what is the day-to-day -day like for Plantera? What do you guys do day-to-day -day operations on a, on, a, on, a, on a typical day? Well, okay, I, I'll, I'll try to answer you in this sort of way because uh, after the um, harvest season is over, we begin to start planning with the various groups and commitments of uh, organizations around the community and line up for what we're going to do for the following year. Uh, we have supply lines available to us. We want to communicate with them as far as what our needs are in terms of seed, in terms of plants, fertilizers, um, um, uh, and um, uh, building materials. Uh, there's a whole lot of planning that goes into it and also working all the time at um, uh, posting on Facebook, which is the Plantero Facebook. There's my uh, Facebook uh, page. Um, and there are various community groups that want to hear from us, so we communicate with them, which takes up quite a bit of time. We coordinate this with our board uh, who have different responsibilities. Uh, we plan for, uh, like we did this, this particular year, um, this is the sixth year that we have engaged in a learning program, an education series, a five-part series at the, in coordination with the library's Earth Day Committee. And uh, we conduct the five sessions on teaching the community um, how to garden, and what to do with their vegetables and the, and the myriad of, of um, applications as it pertains to what you need to do to run a successful garden. This year was particularly special uh, because we planned and designed a gallery exhibit at the Port Washington Library that exhibits the activities of all of the organizations that we connect with and especially uh, you navigators here at the Nicholas Center, you're very much featured uh, on this uh, on this wall, uh, and it, it basically explains the history of Plantero over our 12 years since we started in 2010. So uh, after that, of course, we then uh, see that there's a lot of people that become interested in our program. We set up volunteer um, information for them, uh, and we also plan for them to begin to start helping us with the um, renovations of the gardens that we work with, give advice to people on what they need to do for their own gardens, and then we begin to start planting and maintaining and harvesting. This goes on basically every, uh, every day, uh, and uh, there's always new things that we have to attend to in that process. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that a good answer for you? I hope so. Yeah, great answer. 
It's so it's it's yeah. uh, you know I got up this morning and I felt really excited about being with you guys, and so I'm um, I'm really feeling like I'm in my game. Yeah. Okay. I feel very powerful yeah. right now. Um, what inspired Plantero? What inspired Plantero? Yeah. Well, um, there are families in need that don't have the financial cap capacity to buy fresh vegetables. When we started our program, we interviewed with, uh, Sister, uh, with Sister Kathy Somerville over at the Our Lady of Fatima Pantry and asked her what were the prime, prime things that they were not getting because we know about uh, the um, we know about the solicitation of the public to offer non-perishable uh, foods, but also items that are needed, uh, you know, for regular, for everyday life, and kitchenware and that kind of stuff. Um, and what I learned from Sister Kathy was that there was very little fresh vegetables that the families get. Uh, very expensive to buy. And basically, uh, the choice oftentimes is the difference between paying rent and buying vegetables. So um, basically, they, they manage with what they get. But since we started 2010, they're looking, they look forward to the uh, delivery from April right through Thanksgiving of fresh vegetables every single day. So that's uh, essentially what has inspired us to continue and to keep building on this program because... Uh, because um, hunger is not going away. Yes, yes. Very, very admirable thing you do. Very, very admirable thing Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, How many people do we feed from Planero each year? Well, the numbers that I they believe that I understand is about 7-8% of the population of Port Washington, which is about 150 to 200 families. And I think for a very successful community that this is, it's an astonishing number of families that don't that are food insecure and that do need our help. What year did Plenero start? We began um, in the fall of 2010. That's cool. Uh, nice. So this is our 13th year. And an anniversary. It sure is, yes. Wow. Yeah. When did you partner with the Nicholas Center? I believe it's about um, 10 years ago. We began and um, uh, was introduced to Leanne and was introduced to Patrick and, and introduced to Stella and Nicole and the leadership of the organization uh, and discovered that there was a greenhouse. And the greenhouse had been used for hydroponics for a period of time. There was an attempt to try to grow food year-round in that greenhouse. It, didn't, it was not a successful program for many reasons. Uh, so we helped uh, Stella um, uh, get the containers out of the, out of the greenhouse so that it wouldn't be just a storage facility and managed to get these containers to be used very usefully by Nassau County and their conservation department down in Lido Beach, uh, where they use it for classroom exhibitions and, and teaching, um, uh, teaching schools on, uh, on hydroponic growing, which is what we hope will be the future for Port Washington in some fashion, so that we're growing vegetables year-round. That's the purpose of that. Um, what else to be said about that? So we then turned the um, greenhouse into a staging area 
where we were educating you guys, the navigators, to um, uh, plant uh, starter plants from seed. Uh, we built shelving, uh, put many trays of starter plants that way, in addition to what we get from our suppliers, and um, been educating you guys on the over 25 different pots that you have surrounding the greenhouse <clears throat> with vegetables where you guys plant um, maintain, harvest, water, and grow the vegetables throughout the season so you partner with us. So that's really basically a good start. There's so much more that you guys are responsible for, if I may add, that um, we've got 24, at least 24 painted planters amongst the 100 that we've painted over the years that are on lower Main Street, right up through the middle of Main Street, going towards Port Washington Boulevard. And you guys help plant, maintain, and harvest and water those plants on a weekly basis, almost daily basis, and do an absolutely magnificent job for our program. So appreciate it. Oh, and then you also deliver the produce to the Bayless Garden Center, where our team of... Our team does distribute the uh, vegetables accordingly. Yeah, we weigh it and eat it. How does the Planero program make an impact in climate change? Well, because we are growing, that's that's really an excellent question. So we're reducing what's called the carbon footprint. And all that means is that so much of the vegetables we get from the stores comes from 500 to 1,000 miles away in season some of it a little bit more locally, but with the stores considered locally grown within 1,000 miles of Port Washington, that's a lot of fuel yep. and a lot of transportation and a lot of cost that goes into that, that kind of process. So also, these vegetables are picked before they're really ready to eat. Wow. When, we, when do, we do the harvesting here in Port Washington, the produce is ready to eat, therefore we've We've increased the nutritional value of allowing the vegetables to grow to their full fruition. Uh, then they're ready to eat, and uh, people are enjoying the best of the best of vegetables that can be provided. Yeah, that's really cool. How has Plantero evolved since you started it to now? Well, um, goodness, God. Okay, so I just took these few seconds while I'm talking to think. And uh, so instead of saying, and, uh, 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 <laughs> I was that answering thing. you, right? Because a lot of us, when we try to answer a question, we say, and, uh, duh, uh, okay? I don't do that. I don't do that because I'm a nonstop talker, okay? It's one of my gifts, right? A lot of people tell me, it's enough already, Marv. We, let, let's, let's eat some fresh tomatoes. Well, I can do that. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. So how it, how it has evolved. Boy, I mean, these questions, God, just first time we're really thinking about it, how it, how it has evolved. Um, well, um, I was introduced, basically kind of moving it along. We were putting posters on storefronts for a period of time, Okay. And then uh, I came up with this idea that I got from a dear friend who runs the, um, uh, the uh, Hartford um, uh, Charter Oak Cultural Center, where uh, this is an inner city organization, and this is somebody that I know a great many years. 
and she started with this idea of putting painted pots out on the streets in downtown Hartford. Only 14 of them, but they were sold for a lot of money, and the purpose of selling them for a lot of money was to provide the homeless with a payment or stipend um, to maintain and take care of them. I saw this idea, and I said, this is something that we really want to engage in because I believe that putting out the painted pots with vegetables in front of storefronts would be a constant reminder, especially with the signage that you see that says, please deliver your excess produce to the Bayless Garden Center and our volunteer team will deliver to the families in need. Uh, so it's a very brief statement, but it's a very powerful statement. And it's outside 365 days a year. So by doing so, <clears throat> um, we were introduced by uh, the, um, uh, the um, executive director of the Chamber of Commerce, Bobby Pole, who asked me if I would like to present the, or a painted pot and our program to the Chamber's breakfast meeting, which I did. And within a couple of days, we had 15 orders. Uh, and we started to get them painted. We had an, a huge help from the, um, the Art Guild of Port Washington. Uh, they did at least a dozen of them. I then, uh, once we had them outside, and I started to meet with other people that we, that I've known over the years who are very talented artists, and everybody of their own free, free um, uh, creativity uh, did, these paint, uh, did these painted pots for us, and which began the program, and I believe now we have painted over 100 of these, so we're talking about the continuation of this program, uh, and people of every age, the children at the Children's Center have painted 13 of them. Each class paints their own, their own pots, their own planters. You guys have done the same. You've done at least six or six or eight of them. Uh, and you plant them, maintain them, and harvest them. So they demonstrate what you could be doing in a small space as far as growing fresh vegetables, because that's part of our message. You don't have to be an avid big-time gardener in order to make this happen. You guys have made it happen here, and we're delighted that over these 10 years that we continue to work and begin the season in the most enthusiastic manner. Um, we began to start developing, especially when COVID came on, uh, on the scene, uh, that restricted the work that we were doing with you guys, with schools, with the Children's Center and other organizations, could not do this work. So we came up with the idea about developing our own gardens. So we began with, which had been a small garden at the Helen Keller National Center, and with the approval of the management there, very, very excited approval of the management there, uh, <clears throat> we were training those folks that are, that are deaf and blind to plant uh, and to be a part of our program. They also painted four of the painted pots, and we're going to do more of them this season. Uh, one of the pots is in front of the library. Uh, one of the pots is in front of the post office. Uh, and the reason, that, and, and so when you go up to the library and you see this gallery, we're describing who's painted what and where they are located, and you really get the full spectrum of what, um, what the program is really all about. So this is kind of the development of all of this, and 
did this because a lot of people really were not completely familiar with how Plantero works. <clears throat> when did your love for gardening begin? Well, when, when did it begin for me? Um, well, married for decades now. And in the house that we bought, uh, the first house that we bought, I immediately wanted to take to gardening. We had lived in an apartment for six years, and that kind of began my love for gardening. And I discovered that I had a creative, um, a creative talent for growing a variety of vegetables and flowers and decorated the garden. And I even converted, this is a big one, guys, I converted the lawn in front of our house. I ripped it up, and I planted Pachysandra. Why did I plant Pachysandra? Right? Every neighbor, every neighbor in, in my neighborhood thought I was completely crazy. But I will tell you this. If you went on vacation for a week during the summer, and you didn't have a self-watering system, and you had to rely on just watering by hand, that guard that that lawn would be brown oh no i don't like i don't like that and so after a couple of years of fussing with that i ripped up the entire garden and i planted 1000 yes you can gasp and i i completely appreciate the, as a matter of fact you can you can yelp if you want it's it's extraordinary okay so yes yes so i'm on my hands and knees um, planting the Pachysandra, and, and people drove by me and they honked at me, not because they thought I was, uh, they were happy with what I was doing, because they thought I was suggesting that they change the look of the neighborhood. So um, the Pachysandra, of course, uh, is a low maintenance, uh, requires very little water, uh, and within two years, um, we had the entire lawn was completely covered with Pachysandra, but I cut out in the middle of it, and here's the, here's the upshot of it all. I planted, I cut out a kidney-shaped area that was about six feet by 12 feet wide, and I planted perennials. So again, low maintenance, and then during the spring, I'd have daffodils that I'd plant and things of that nature, and sometimes the summer flowers, and I really, really got caught up in this whole thing, right? Uh, and this is when we were living in Plainview, and when we moved to Port Washington, I carried my enthusiasm for that. Um, uh, of course, I had a lot bigger property, so Pachysandra really wasn't a practical thing for me to be do, doing. Um, so there was lawn, but I did have a perennial garden, a flower garden. I had raised beds, growing vegetables, and always my kids were with me planting and growing and learning. And now they've got kids, and... And, and so my grandkids are always planting with me when, when they visit with me. That's nice. That's nice. Yes. yes. How can we expand our Plantero program to help other communities? Well, I think we want to encourage mm -hmm. more families to be growing in their yards because there's a lot of space. Now, I want to give you an idea of what it means if 100 additional families grows 30, 40 pounds of vegetables, which is not a lot. But if they, if they take 10 pounds of what they grow and contribute it to the plant-to-row program, that's 1,000 pounds of produce that will be. Now, that's just a very small example 
of the potential of what we can be doing as a community, which is essentially not just to support people in need, but to support ourselves with great nutrition, great values, and especially with the children, understanding how they are giving to others, which is a lesson that everybody learns for their entire lives. It builds stronger character that you are taking care of somebody else besides yourself. Yes. What are all the locations and hours families can pick up food? Okay. Well, essentially the responsibility, because we've got a really tight network for distribution, which really works very well. We've got one central location uh-huh. that takes, and that's at Our Lady of Fatima Church. And yes. um, uh, they distribute, uh, they, when they get deliveries in the morning, and we have a very tight discipline about that, we deliver all of our produce before noon, and it gives Sister Kathy and her team the opportunity to communicate with the families in the afternoon to pick up and people come on a scheduled basis to pick up their produce. I see. Hmm. So it's one location. It could be multiple, but okay. that depends on how much we grow the program and if there are other, I think, believe there are a couple of other pantries in town. Um, and also encourage them. This doesn't have to be just a plant or row initiative. This could be any church or synagogue that has issues with families within their own congregations. And they could be providing the same answers, the same provisions of fresh produce to their own congregations. It doesn't have to be just uh, our distribution to Our Lady of Fatima. Do you have a website that we can check out? Sure. Sure. Uh, it's plantarowforthehungry.org. Yes. Well, I mean, I think that what you've shown us here today is amazing. Plantaro does so much good for the community, so much good for the uh, county, in fact, even. I mean, I mean, this is probably, I mean, it's, incred- it's an incredible operation. And, and I mean, it's, it's, lo- it's lovely that we can help out so many people who need it. Did I mean, the, the cost of live, 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 is going up. So we need as much help, help as we can get sometimes. Well, not my fam- family, family, but other families, but we actually, actually, when you're, you might think this is very cheesy, but actually when we were in Bakhtarak, uh, we actually made a song. Yeah, about, we actually made a song. Yeah, 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 about, about like what the Nicholas Center does. And one of the verses was, um, check out our garden to see what we grow, herbs and veggies from plant a row. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that was one of the ver- 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 verses. I know it's a bit... Cheesy, but we generally no, like it's, it's doing plantaro. No, it's interesting, Robert. It's interesting. We gen we generally like doing plantaro, and I generally like what I actually came up with that verse myself. Actually, oh yeah, you did. Not bad. Uh, well, I will t- I'll share with you, and and I'm thrilled with what you just shared with me. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, um, uh, besides being a gardener, I'm a singer. And uh, and I uh, I have been a bass, I've been a baritone, and then as I've gotten older, somehow or another, my voice is, uh, uh, has migrated into my being a tenor. So I know a lot about harmony. So anytime you guys want to get together, and we can do some of these verses, uh, we're going to do harmony like you wouldn't believe. How long have you done plenaro? I do speak five or six different languages. If you want me to. <laughs> translate for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I had to laugh on that one. I tell you that 
Doce senta o sei pequeno. What? Why do you like Planero? Well, for the purpose of um, my being here with you wonderful people, I like it because I'm with you. Oh, that's nice. I like Planero because I like going out in the community, like seeing, finding where all the, the flower pots are, like snipping mostly, like for shearing as well too, like... You know, it's nice to hear that because these are some of the exercises that we were working together to learn how to maintain the plants. What does maintain the plants mean? It does mean pruning. It does mean taking care of them and making sure that you're maximizing the growth of each vegetable plant. And you guys uh -huh. do an absolutely exquisite job doing that. Thank you. Yeah. I like Plantero because you just come together and... um. Work on plants, make them beautiful, I guess. Actually, I do speak to other community groups to encourage them to do what we're doing. But I would say that especially the Painted Planter Program is unique on Long Island. Do you plant herbs and veggies? Without a doubt, absolutely. And you, and you guys have done that. Did you say, did you say herbs? herbs? You said herbs and veggies. Yeah, yes. Herbs and veggies. yes, yes, yes. You no, know, you nailed it. It's it's it's, it's, it's absolutely perfect. Um, yeah. No, no, you didn't nail it. You grew it. Uh, I guess another thing I like about Plantero is that how much we help the community and seeing people, I guess, be so thankful to us. Like I remember, remember one. I I actually remember, remember this during the COVID times. Oh, yeah. Um, one of one of one of the people there, we 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 brought on a delivery of the food, and one of the people were picking up food, and basically mm. like. One of the meh, meh people literally hugged me because they were so happy, happy to receive. Yeah. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah, yeah. That was that. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was especially true dur dur during COVID because a lot of people couldn't go out to get food mm -hmm. because they were sick, or yeah, or they were just like afraid of the virus stuff like that. Yeah. So that's so I love Planet Road because it genuinely helps you. It, it genuinely helps you, and people. it makes you feel good. Yeah, the more, the better. Yeah. I like Planero because it's a good place to have fun and chill out and water stuff and you get to harvest. Plus you're outside or something. Is that the best part of what you do, the harvesting? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's the result of a whole season of effort. You know, why, why do you fuss with all of this? And then all of a sudden... It's harvest time, which, depending on what you're planting, could be in May, could be June, it could be all season long, could be in the fall. Uh, and there are different plants that, uh, that come along at different times. And um, we hope that we're planting things that will keep on maturing right through the season. So we've got lots to harvest. Yeah. Nice. And uh, how does it feel to teach people how to grow fruits? and vegetables very pleasurable experience and especially with you guys because you're very receptive to learning mm -hmm. and it's something you take very seriously what's your favorite plant that you ever planted well it's really hard to beat tomatoes i must admit um but um Basil is pretty good because, you know, basil is a companion yeah. plant to tomatoes. I think you guys all know that. We've I discussed that before. 
right? Because basil is very tasty when you make a, a meal of sliced tomato and basil. Um, so it works out extremely well. But the function also of basil is that it has an odor that insects that like to eat tomatoes don't like. So they stay away from the tomatoes. So it's what's called a companion plant. Tomatoes are fruits, not vegetables. You're correct. I can't believe I see. that you that's good. Your knowledge is deep. Yes. He's like an open dictionary. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You just turn the pages. Um, thank you for coming. Con- 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 yeah, con- thanks con- for coming. Show. Thank you for coming. Yeah. It was really, really to loved um, to hear. Um, we look forward to working with you a lot we, in the we, future. We will look forward to working a lot for you in the future. Just how fine girl yeah. helps us. Yeah. And yeah. that helps for Washington uh, do uh, its job. Yes. Yeah. And do uh, do everything right, I guess. You do everything right, and you do it with great enthusiasm. And from day one, it's been a pleasure to work with you. And we look forward yeah. to doing more and more interesting things. We've got more pots for you to paint. Cool. Yes. We want to convert some of those black containers into I painted pots so yes. that it's always very colorful around the Nicholas Center. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a and, good day. And, and, and I'm honored that you've invited me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We will be right back. This is George, Fred, and Jason, the co-leaders of Speak, interrupting to say that we hope you're enjoying this episode, but please make sure to check out our new show, The Speak Podcast, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes available every two weeks on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Each Speak talk is about six to ten minutes in length, and the talks are given in storytelling format. There are three key moments in each Speak talk. The moment of truth, the moment of transformation, and the moment of impact. We host pop-up events all over the world, and now we're bringing our talks to your device. Join us on the Speak Podcast as our speakers step onto the stage and into the spotlight with impactful ideas and stories. We'll let you get back to the show you were listening to, another great podcast from Launchpad 516 Studios. You're listening to Agents of Humanity, presented by the Nicholas Center and produced by Lunchpad 516 Studio. So today's conversation will be about hunger. Personally, when I think of hunger, I think about the wealth inequality in the world, you know, how we need to raise the minimum mm-hmm. wage in the United States. Uh... How, how we need more government programs to make sure the disabled, the elderly, and children can have food um, when they yes. need it. Um, what, what, what are your guys' opinions on this topic? I have to, like, I think that it's, that, it, that, that they deserve to have food, honestly. And, like, I think they, 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 they need to, like, be treated as fair and equal. Agreed, Tomas, agreed. Yep. That's right. The more food, the better. I remember when the food pyramid has finally changed into the food plate. 
that includes grains, fruits, vegetables, mm -hmm. protein, and dairy. Yeah. Why I get hungry? Um, my brother Justin orders something at the Grubhub website. Well, my favorite food it's a chicken. I guess I actually cook when I'm hungry. I actually can one 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 probably the only people here who actually cooks his own food. I can make burgers. I can make baked ziti. I can make uh, some vegetable dishes. Wow. It's totally awesome. I also meal prep a lot. Do you meal prep, Jason? Yeah. What do you make? Fish. Interesting. What do you make? Baked ziti. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a somewhat simple guy when it comes to food. I like burgers, fries. Um, I'm, 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 I like pasta sometimes, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make it myself. I meal prep for the week. Yeah, that's. Cool. Myself, yeah. I had a procedure done in a hospital once that required me not to eat for 12 hours. Uh, the first six hours were fine. Um, the next two hours, I kind of just distracted myself and the. After the eighth hour, I was like, please get me some food. Uh, but af ab about an hour after the surgery, I ate them. Have you, have, have you ever felt hungry at all? Or, uh... Anyway, the time that I forgot my lunch on la last Friday, I did not know. I only had, like, cookies and juices, and I totally forgot. I was, like, freaking out. I was like, where's my sandwich, Ma? And she's like... Oh, it's in the refrigerator. I was like, oh my god. I felt so bad for myself. So, this counselor named Megan helped me out. She gave me oatmeal for lunch on that day. It was good. Do you know what the worst part is when you're sitting in class and your stomach starts to rumble? I was like, oh my god, was that me? I think food is important because everyone needs it. Overall, it helps you stay awake and gives you energy. Food allows, um, I would say that I, I saw an article on VOX, Vox once that, uh, hung, hungry countries, hung, countries with food insecurity are generally less productive than countries without food insecurity. So food makes people more productive, allows commerce to flow better. And keeps people healthy and ready to take on the day. People should always have access to fresh food. Yeah, the uh, site's called VOX. Check, check them out. They're quite good, actually. And uh, also, we need food to thrive and survive in this society. Yeah, I agree, Robert. No one should be going hungry. I think food is important because it's nutritious and delicious. I feel everyone should play a part in helping their communities. Overall, I'm very happy to be a part of Plant Row because it helps feed the hungry in Port Washington as well as in nearby areas around Port Washington and Nassau County. Food is good for the neighborhood. Thanks for tuning in. This was a great conversation, guys. Thank you for listening. Please tune in in two weeks for another exciting ep ep episode of Ains of Humanity. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Agents of Humanity is produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by George Andriopoulos. Our theme song, The Neverless Sea Preservative, is by Bonnie Grace. Music and sound effects licensed through Epidemic Sound. Agents of Humanity is hosted with Podbean. This podcast is presented by the Nicholas Center, a human services agency that's revolutionizing the way autistic people learn, live, and work. 
Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Follow the Nicholas Center at the Nicholas Center on Facebook at Nicholas Center on Instagram and at Nicholas-Center on LinkedIn. Visit our website, tncnewyork.org, for more information, upcoming events, or to donate. Please make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Lunchpad 516 Studios.